0: Hola. i Time.
1: Put the need on
0: way.
1: Avon will put the need on way. Avon will put the need on way. Avon will Our post on Sunday, our post on Sunday, our post on Sunday, नाम post on Sunday, our post वर्तता nilapatina vai adireddhya vitam pratim parigraham ritam anichatinam bhava bhutam patim Anichatinamirharam, Anichatinamirharam, Arkostam Sanyavartata, Arkostam Sanyavartata.
0: Eva Mirakita, Patina Padina
2: To be taken away, continued lamenting for the dead body, which they kept on their laps. In the meantime, the sun completed its movements for setting in the west. In Hebrew translation, the time was appropriate for the body to be burned for the body to be taken for the queens by the, the queens not allowing it to be taken away not ah. taken away continued lamenting continued lamenting for the dead body for the dead body which they kept on their laps which they kept on their laps. in the meantime in the meantime the sun completed the sun completed its movement for setting in the west its movement for setting in the west for proportion profile. According to the Vedic system, if a person dies during the daytime, it is customary for his funeral ceremony to be performed before the sun sets, regardless of whether he is burned or buried. And if he dies at night, the funeral must be completed before the next sunrise. Apparently, the queens continued lamenting for the dead body, the lump of matter, and would not allow it to be taken away for burning. This illustrates the strong grip of illusion among foolish persons who considered the body to be self. Women are generally considered less intelligent because of ignorance only, the queens thought of the dead body as their husband, and somehow other thought that if the body were kept, their husbands would remain with them. Such a conception of self is certainly for Kokhara, cows and asses. We have actually seen that sometimes when a cow's calf has died, the milkman cheats the cow by presenting before her the dead body of a calf. Thus the cow, who would not otherwise allow milking, licks the dead body of the calf and allows herself to be milked. This substantiates the description of the Shastra that a foolish man, in the bodily concept of life, is like a cow. Not only do foolish men and women consider the body the self, but we have even seen that the dead body of a so-called yogi was kept for days by the disciples, who thought that their guru was in Samadhi. When decomposition began and bad smell unfortunately began to overwhelm the yogic power, the disciples allowed the dead body of the so-called yogi to be burned. Thus, the bodily concept of life is extremely strong amongst foolish persons who are compared to cows and asses. Nowadays, Great scientists are trying to freeze dead bodies so that in the future these frozen bodies may again be brought to life. The incident narrated by Hiranyakashipu from history must have taken place millions of years ago because Hiranyakashipu lived millions of years ago and was even then quoting from history. Thus the incident occurred before Hiranyakashipu's lifetime. But the same ignorance in the bodily concept of life is still prevalent. Not only among laymen, but even among scientists who think that they will be able to revive frozen corpses. Apparently, the queens did not want to deliver the dead body of a woman because they were afraid of dying with the dead body of their
1: husband. <laughs> Swam group Panadami and the Sri Guru, Sri Uda, Sri Guru, Vaishnava, Sri Rupam, Sadhana, Rupam, Sadhana, Rupam, Sadhana, Rupam, Sadhana, 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 a <laughs> Krishna, Sri Krishna is
2: Hare Krishna. Peace. So, Hiranyaka is continuing his, his preaching endeavors very vigorously, trying to convince the family to be pacified but telling the story of a king who passed away and the wives are lamenting piteously on the dead body. So, in, in the Purport mentions many amazing, valuable points as most of his Purport are. Filled with so much, so much information which, which common men in today's day and age will not be able to connect. That how does a cow, a <coughs> gets milk out of the cow by presenting a dead calf in front of of the cow? Because for us milk comes from supermarket, so we don't know how things are working behind the scene. But I remember in my childhood we used to go every evening to collect milk from the milkman. So he had a buffalo and he had a fake baby calf. The calf was a buffalo calf. Hay was filled inside it. It looked exactly like a calf. So I think the calf died or what happened but the skin was preserved and the hay was filled in like a stuffed toy. And every day morning 5am and evening 6pm he would bring the calf right in front of the buffalo and the buffalo would give milk we saw it every single day I mean. uh-huh. so So, now if someone has not seen Prabhupada's information helps, you know, how how cows are cheated by me. You know? Because as soon as a cow sees the child, even even though not reciprocating, even though the child is dead, um, Prabhupada is using a strong words out of foolishness. <laughs> the cow gives milk, but actually her, her motherly uh, Love forces the milk to come out of the body, so that's how the milkman uses that that, uh, that particular uh, trick to get milk out of the cow. And even if the calf is not dead, they will bring the calf into the cow, and after the cow sees the calf, the cow the calf is taken away, so the proper milk is not given to the cow. I was speaking to one, to one devotee in Mahapur. He was just explaining the whole science what is what, di- what is legitimate amount of milk that must go to the calf. So if a cow has there in, in another other there are four nipples where milk will come out. So at least three of those should be dedicated for the calf. And only one for the human consumption. But I think it's the <laughs> other way. <will. laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Exactly, I don't know the science of it, but that's what he was telling. So, he was quoting some scripture also that this is the sinless way of taking milk from the cow. Uh, but uh, now the pumps are, suction pumps are placed and injections are given where she's forced to just uh, give milk out basically, her pain out, and that's what we are drinking. So, you drink pain and you expect happiness, it may not happen. <laughs> so, so, Prabhupada is, 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 is quoting many different amazing points in this purport, but he is hitting on a very crucial uh, philosophical point which, which put in practice, can relieve from great distresses, especially <coughs> when the loved one is passed away. Because that's exactly what the past time is here all about. The loved one has passed away, has passed away the husband, whom they had emotionally invested, there was a there was a give and take of of uh, of emotions, there were there was a give and take of physical intimacy, there was a give and take of a lot of things between these queens and the husband and now the husband is gone. So that, that pain, the agony is, is too much to handle. And um if we see the purport itself, Prabhupada is very using very strong words where he is saying uh, the, apparently, the queen says, "Lamenting for dead matter, dead body, the lump of matter, and would not allow it to be taken as a burning." This illustrates the strong grip of illusion amongst foolish persons who consider the body the self. Now, when when we see the scriptures speaking so strongly, many times when devotees uh, not, who may not be mature. In, in how to present scriptures, when some something happens, when a similar death, or a, or a very painful situation, another devotee is going through, they will just go and repeat this line as it is, on their face, that how foolishly you are attached to this dead body. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, when we see, but we see in the example of Sri Prabhupada himself, he will never do that. He will be very sensitive, very careful, In how to deal with that situation because the pain of the other person is not artificial for them it's a real pain the person we all are in bodily conception and the dealings may vary but the pain is is real so but scriptures cannot do that scriptures have to be very clear because they are the authoritative source now they now scriptures can't just be can't be filtered down. Scriptures can't, Scriptures cannot speak uh, from the point of view of, of, of trying to be nice to you, make you feel happy and good about it. They have to speak the truth. So we, when it comes to the Shastra, they are very direct, very, very direct. Mm-hmm. Questions at the end? Yeah. Uh,
1: it says, uh, Questions at the end, comments at the
2: end. Yeah, comments everything at the end because then it disturbs the whole flow of the class. Thank you. So now we see Hiranyakashipu who is coming towards this, this story, this whole pastime. Actually if you see Hiranyakashipu when he is telling this story before that he has already given <coughs> Lord Vishnu to be the super soul as a god. But who has lost his, his equilibrium. He has lost his his his, uh, his, his uh, Main aspect of Paramatma, who is equal to all. Why? Because he has killed his brother in action. It's very classic, you know, when false pride is there in heart, and that too, that too completely you are overburdened by false pride. The demonic mindset makes us believe that whatever we and our loved ones are doing is right, is right. and whoever is not accepting. And whoever is opposing our ways of lifestyle is actually doing wrong to us. This is exactly due to false pride, right? to a degree that Hiranakashapu Hirana has even blamed the Supersoul, the Paramatma. Uh, and it's not just Hirnakashapu who blames God, we also blame God when our ways are not so our, our, our ways are not approved by, by either by Supreme Lord or by authorities. Whether it is our spiritual authorities, whether it's our friends or relatives, then then we exactly speak like Miranega Shibu that oh you are not fair, you don't understand my heart, you, you, this is not the way to do, it. you are wrong here because my opinion, my lifestyle, my desire, and those who I love, what are we saying? That they are wrong. So this is a very typical demonic mindset, which is which is seen here. And from that viewpoint, Hiranyaka this mentality is, is completely placed in this chapter of Shrimad Bhagavatam. And here he is using this particular story just to pacify his family down. He is actually not trying to transform their heart for self-realization. He is just trying to pacify them so that they don't cry. If his attempt was to make them self-realized and spiritually enlightened, he would not have criticized the Supersoul. So even though he, his words may be uh, uh, pretty much, if you remove Hirana Gishibu, and if you put any other sage's name, it will match as it is. <laughs> even though his words are very classically uh, tuned with scriptures, because there is envy, there is hatred towards the Supersoul, This whole attempt will not bring a transformation in the heart from the point of view that the, those who are hearing him will be attached to the super Lord. Uh, it will not happen. By the way, that's not his purpose. So even in preaching, uh, very easily those whom we are preaching to can can, can smell our purpose when we are preaching to them. They can very quickly understand the reason behind our preaching and that comes on them. So when we are trying to give Krishna, at least externally, but internally there is some other agenda, it, it, it reflects on the other person very quickly and the results are very easily seen. But whereas we see the devotees who may not be very eloquent speakers, who may not be very, very shastatly uh, learned, who may be just simple-hearted devotees, but if their desire is just and just to give Krishna, just by giving a plate of prasadam, the, the super-soul reciprocates, and it rubs on the other person also. And this is what we see with Rana Krishna who is preaching that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Further in the purport, Prabhupada uh, is taking, is, is, is very famously, as he has smashed materialistic, atheistic scientists, I don't know how many times. In this purport, also, he does that by quoting how, how when, a, when, a, when a person is dead, there are these people, there are scientists who are, who freeze the body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It is called cryonic preservation. Technically, so they, they preserve the bodies and uh, uh, for years for decades there is a person who was the first person first body first one, person who, who went through this this whole uh, procedure kera procedure James Bedford this guy uh, he himself was a psychologist and then later he passed away and then due to he cancer due to cancer he died in 1967 until their body is preserved he left 100,000 dollars that time for the scientists to to work on I think in Arizona someone if someone is interested in Arizona that's where where they preserve the bodies you'll be shocked US alone has more than 300 people whose bodies are preserved Russia 50 plus people whose bodies are preserved through this process at least 1500 to 2000 have signed up for it There are pets whose bodies are preserved. Maybe in future when science will develop and they will bring back them to life, they will come back to life. Some people have used this exact same procedure just to preserve their brains. Not the body. Can you imagine how? And that's why Prabhupada, see this is, Prabhupada maybe it must be written somewhere in 72, 73, maybe 74. And in 1967 the first person was preserved. And Prabhupada, even in a few years time, he has put that in Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. Because he knew this madness will continue. <laughs> but it has started. For many years to come, people should know that this is going to happen.
1: Amazing,
2: How How people have taken it so seriously. And they've actually taken it very seriously. Do
1: you think if they resurrected the frozen body, they would have the same soul in it?
2: They will not. Because... Because once you leave this body, already the next body is prepared for you. So you enter the next body, the soul enters. It's so, the Questions or discussions we can do later, otherwise we will not finish it. Yeah. So, um, and this is amazing how, 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 uh, in this purport because many different aspects are mentioned, uh, Shira Prabhupada even quotes a yogi, uh, whose disciples have preserved his body, thinking that maybe he is in Samadhi. Uh, uh, we have seen photos and videos of yogi's body being preserved in salt, kept. Maybe one comes back from Samadhi, he'll re-enter the body and then he'll come back to life. Uh, already many years have gone, nothing has happened, but they still claim that he is still in Samadhi. But when when the body started decomposing, they actually understood, now that he is not coming back. <laughs> actually it is possible, It is possible. It is not just that this cannot happen. We see Naranagashivu's own life, when he was meditating for 36,000 years of the standing on one floor. When Brahma came, he could not see Naranagashivu. He only saw an ant hill. And when the ants were removed, only a skeleton was seen. So from his yogic powers, he could preserve his life within that skeleton. The soul didn't leave the skeleton basically the body. But once the soul leaves the body, then that same body you can't enter. If if a particular time period is gone, one of my very distant relative, my father's auntie, she she left her body. So that like in the Prabhupada says, Prabhupada also says, if someone dies then immediately go for her. the cremation should happen. So she passed away and they went for the cremation and when they were keeping wood on her body, she came back to life. Uh, uh maybe in just a matter of few hours. Hmm. And only thing she said after coming back to life is, Oh, there was too level, there was too lever, there was tool everywhere. Horrible, horrible. So oh, she must I have gone so through so the hellish you so <laughs> know. So that was very clear. where she went through. And then six more months she lived and then she passed away. She couldn't remember anything after that. But she came back to life within, within just a few hours. But once the soul actually leaves the body and some time has passed, then the next body's preparation already starts. And there is a complete detail in 13 days how every single limb of the body is prepared. And as time passes, the new body is prepared and the soul enters the new body. And that's where the 13-day period of, of all the ceremonies if someone passes away is done. So, uh, uh, we see it's possible, but in most of the cases, no, it doesn't happen. Now, while someone, well, while we are living, and we have a relationship in this world. Um, hardly there are people who, who, who basically have a relationship which is based on soul. And most of the relationships are very much based on the emotions and the body. Because materially what we are interested in just emotional gratification and sensual gratification. And that's what life is all about in material sense. So suppose if if, if if my father's body is there and I'm crying, oh, my father left me. The third person will come and say, no, he hasn't left you, he's right there. No, no, my father has left me. <laughs> no, but, he says, why are you crying? He's right there in front of me. Why are you crying that he has left you? So actually speaking, my father whom I'm crying for, I have never even seen him. But for whom I'm crying, is gone. But whom I consider who my father as is still in front of me, whom I don't want because in one or two days it will smell and I don't want that to be, to happen in my house. So basically whole life goes away and for person whom we feel so much pain or once they pass away, we never connect to them. Uh, and that's the irony of it. And, that's, that's, and this spiritual knowledge actually awakens us to that reality. That at least while we are trying to deal on material platform have some relationship based on soul and in practical sense, what does that mean to have relationship with someone on soul? Now we cannot see the soul neither they can see our soul but we do understand what nourishes the soul, what is food for the soul we do understand what are the what, are, what is the nature of the soul and based on that relationship can be, can be made and that simply means that there must be, there must be some devotional exchanges between our loved ones and that, that is a connection on the spiritual platform otherwise just emotional and sensual uh, interactions will lead to a lot of pain will lead to a lot of pain and that does happen and it will happen and and the most most difficult thing is we don't know when it happens it is such a surprise and it's, it's like the crypto market it just you know, collapsed <laughs> people <laughs> <all> had invested <laughs> people had invested all their wealth and next day they woke up with nothing it can happen anytime uh, that's how material world is and someone passing away is also like that uh, our community has gone through this very recently and it was very painful so uh, but yes uh, if not acted on if if the relationship does not involve some exchange devotionally then the connection to the soul never happens and what happens if that, that doesn't take place then once the person passes away we will only lament because we miss the emotional and sensual touch we only miss these two things and that's why it will happen But if there is a devotional exchange that has very strongly taken place, then we are very much assured <coughs> that our loved one is in very the our loved one is a very uh, tightly right, position and and uh, and he's been taken care of, she's been taken care of mm-hmm. by the Supreme Lord. So that relieves, that actually gives a lot of relief uh, in these painful times. And that's exactly what will happen now in this, in this matter of few verses. That these wives of, of of this king are not able to see that because they never had a connection with the king, king on spiritual level. Now a guru will be required. A guru will be required who will come and who will shake and wake them up to the reality of what what exactly what exactly uh, uh, connection on spirit is and what exactly the the knowledge of the soul is in this case Yamaraj will come but he will come as a child Uh, and that's what Guru does Guru may not appear in that very formal sense Mm. Krishna, Paramatma, Chaitya Guru who manifests as external Shiksha or Diksha Guru may not appear as a formal, formal Guru he may appear in many other forms. So, Yamaraj also came as a boy and, and, and he will utilize the situation, he will create an atmosphere where then he can speak properly. There is another example of Angira Rishi and Narad Muni in Chitraketu's story. They the, 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 the recipient, Chitraketu Maharaj, was not ready to hear, so they waited for the best moment to come so that they can impart knowledge. Another classic example we see is of Bilbo Mandar Thakur, who was so much attached to this prostitute Chintamani that that Chintamani prostitute went in the most, I would say, in in a time when he was most desperate to have her. His father has passed away, there is a storm, the river is overflowing, and he crosses the river by by using a dead body thinking it's a log and he climbs the window using a snake thinking it's a rope at that moment this prostitute Chintamani whom he was visiting every single day understood now this is the right time I must manifest my service as a guru because Bilho Thakur wrote later in his prayer that Chintamani the prostitute was actually Manguru, guru who was waiting for the right time to come and give me that heavy message, and what does Tintamani say? When Bhuvanangal Thakur enters in such a desperate condition to be with her, she says, "Oh, you're so desperate to be with me. If the same desperation you would have shown to meet Lord Vishnu, you would have attained success." And that was that that one statement shook him so much. Uh, created a transformation Mm -hmm. in Bilmangit Thakur's heart. And that's why later in his prayers he wrote that my Guru came as Chintamar. So spiritual master may come, like Yamaraj will come as their Guru, as his child. Mm -hmm. In our lives also we see spiritual master may come in many ways, but at least if we are fortunate and we have a formal spiritual master, like who is in proper form of a spiritual master, as arad diksha Siksa Guru. If instructions come from Him, especially in very hard times, if followed, if put in practice, and if we stick to it, amazing things can be achieved. That sloka is not just for the sake of saying, Mukham karoti Yat Kripata Sri Guru That a lame man can cross a mountain, Lame man can cross a mountain, uh, a person who cannot even speak properly can become an eloquent speaker. Why? guru Because of the mercy of the spiritual master.
1: Hmm?
2: So very hard times can be crossed over uh, effectively, easily if spiritual master instructions are taken very seriously. And we'll see that's exactly what will take, take shape here also in this story. So, uh, today we have a very special day, which I don't want to miss talking about. Which is the appearance day of Vara, Lord Vara. Who is the cause of this pastime? happen. <laughs> <laughs> this whole pastime is taking place because of Vara day. Uh, Lord Vara... Appears twice in Sriman Bhagavatam. In third canto, Maitreya Rishi talks about Varadeva. But he does not segregate both of their appearances. Krishna Achyagir Thakur says that Maitreya just mentions both of them together. But Jeeva Goswami helps us segregate their appearances. So he comes twice. One Varadeva's appearance comes in Swamhul's time Which is Shweta Varaha, white form of Varadeva the other Varadev appearance comes in Chakshusha Manwantar which is Rattavaraha, in the red form of Varadev. So the Shweta Varaha just takes the earth out of the ocean puts back in the orbit but who, which who comes in Chakshusha Manwantar he actually takes the earth out and he kills Hiranyaksha also. So when that Chakshusha in Chakshusha Manwantar when Raktavaraha comes and he kills Hiranyaksha and that's an amazing pastime we'll shortly discuss in, in this brief. Uh, when he kills, that's where Ranagashapu gets very enriched. And that's where we have this amazing 10th chapter of Shiva Bhagavatam in 7th canto where nursing them has to appear, Prahlad will come, amazing prayers of Prahlad will happen. This whole pastime of Ranagashapu is taking place. Maitre Rishi explains the full story of Jayamajay, what happened to Diti. How she was so much afflicted by lust that she had, she forced Kashmir Muni that she wants child. Yeah. So, so, there's a big detail, I think many speakers have spoken about it in the past also. we'll not get into that. But when, when Brahmaji was very much concerned, seeing the earth completely submerged in the ocean, while he was just thinking how to do, what to do about it, from his nostrils, Vanadeva appeared. Everyone was very surprised. Is this a demon? Is this a <laughs> demon? Is this some powerful being? Who is he? And later they figure out Oh, this is Lord Vishnu himself who has come for the to solve the anxiety which Brahma and all the demigods had. Because in Shreya's last time, Bho, Manu is just asking Brahma that okay, and I'm married on your on your request. Now. I need a planet to rule and earth is that planet where I will where I'll go and rule and inhabitants will also take birth there. But earth is submerged. Hmm? So now what to do about it? And that's exactly when Vara appears from the nostril of Brahma. <coughs> so in this particular pastime where Lord Vara appears, earth is already submerged. And when Lord Vara goes to take out the earth from the ocean, Garbudak Ocean. Now this is not just normal ocean. This is Garbhudak Ocean uh, in which Garbhudak Vishnu is If you know the details, this ocean is, is is practically has filled half of the universe. It's that huge ocean. It's not Atlantic or Pacific type of ocean. Mm. It's beyond uh, what we have tracked so far through satellites. <laughs> so, simultaneously something else was happening. This Hiranayaship who was... who and Hiranyaksha both were blessed by Brahmaji with great powers. To a degree they they were near immortality. Mm. Almost. Now Hiranyakeshupu is the elder brother. He had already conquered three worlds. Hiranyaksha, his younger brother, who wanted to please his brother, he went to show his prowess. Now we see a very similar style shown by Ravana also. So whenever these demons have power, it's not that they're happy with power. They want to show it off. It's exactly like someone buying a Lamborghini. They'll not keep in the garage. And he, they have to move around the city and they have to show it off. Put all the photos around. Whenever you have something which normal people don't have, how do you enjoy it? By showing off. There's no other way. You have to show it off. Yeah. So you can't be satisfied just having it. Because what is the fun of just having it? There are many famous people, especially in social media, they brag about their 20 cars, 30 cars, in so many videos, so many times, just to show, just to show what they have. So Hiranaksha, that's how fall trade is all about. Hiranaksha also went around to show his prowess. While travelling, he went to Indra Loka and he saw, Indra is not there. Indra was hiding out of fear. So he started roaring and shouting because he wanted to fight. Rana wanted to fight, he went and lifted Kailash. <laughs> because you have power, you want to express it, you want to show it. So then Hiranaksha went to Varuna's planet, Varuna's god, And he started mocking Varundev. He went and fell at the feet of Varundev in a sarcastic way to tease him that oh my lord please fight with me and Varun Dev was so upset with his behaviour but Varun Dev was intelligent he understood there is no way I can I can defeat Ranyam so he changed his tone and he said I am old now I can't fight with you but yes there is someone who is capable of fighting with you Varaya is there you go and fight with him but then he told him also, then we will see how you will lay dead when yeah. <laughs> he will fight with Vara. So then Hiranaksha, in full anger, went and when he, was, he, was, he he saw an ocean, he just wanted to sport a bit. He went and jumped into the ocean to just go for a swim. And what he saw there was Vara taking the earth out of the ocean. So these two things were simultaneously happening there. Mm. So they met together at that time. So now what Hiranaksha did is that he started using very bad words to insult Varadipa. Prabhupada writes amazing, amazing words to that, one of the verses in that chapter 13, third canto. When, when Hiranaksha is using abusive language to Varadipa, Prabhupada, because then, then Varadev gets very angry when Hiranach uh, is abusing him. But seeing Mother Earth very scared and frightened, Varadev did not even speak to him much. He didn't even retaliate, didn't speak. First he wanted to secure Earth. So he went on the shore with his own spiritual power. He gave the potency to the Earth to float and then came back. So, in that purpose, Prabhupada writes that God is a saintly being. He did feel bad when abusive words were used against him. And then Prabhupada explains, like if someone is worshipping God, he becomes pleased. Similarly, if someone is decrying him, if someone is insulting him, he feels bad also because he is a person. <coughs> now, the difference is that we take it on ego. The supreme lord doesn't take on ego, but he as a supreme person will naturally feel because he has emotions. Now this is very difficult for my to understand. Those for whom the lord is the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-great being, how can he feel bad if someone else? And Prabhupada writes in the purport that when when impersonalists, or my they say, Lord doesn't have a form, he actually feels bad. Hmm. That I have a form, but you're denying my form, my existence. So he feels bad. Hmm. Uh, And he's comparing exactly to Hirana abusive language. Hmm. So then Vara they told Hiranyaksha Oh, Because he is in the form of a boar, a wild boar. He said, oh, I am a wild boar. Actually, I was also looking for a hunting dog. And I found you. So now, I will kill you. (laughs) And both have their maces. And the fight begins. And they are hitting their maces to each other. And there is actually more than a chapter just on how they fought. And the demigods' hearts are sinking when Vara's mace. Varadhyas' mace fell down and Brahma is praying, please don't delay, can yeah. <laughs> you quickly yeah. kill him? Why am killing this fight? The night time is coming, these demoniac people, they gain more strength in the night times. Can please kill him? And, and this whole pastime is taking place and Varadhyas didn't listen immediately to cry. After that also, Hiranagishu is hitting Varadhyas and he's injured. He's bleeding, Hiranakshi is bleeding. And then Hiranyaksha comes and hits with his leg, he tries to hit the Lord. And I think Varadeva has decided that's it. <laughs> the match should be over now. So right here, at the root of the ear, Varadhyav gives him a big whack, and Hiranyaksha starts to stumble, moment and he collapses. And he dies. Uh, so all the devadas came close to see death. <laughs> Okay, this is there, and then flowers, <laughs> <laughs> and the, all the prayers and the to else happened uh, that time. So, so that news went across, and of course, when Hiranandani Shibu heard that, that enraged him so much, and that where all these past times are coming. Um, uh, in, in the Purport uh, Peninsula, uh, Prabhupada is mentioning about cows and assets. Uh, there is a very famous shloka that comes in Shwant Bhagavatam Yesyaat Mbutti Kunupet Dilhaduki Adik Kalit Pradis of Homa Ijadi Yet theatre of this Kalile Nasarahi Kadhisit Salile Naka Janesh of the Keshu Sateva in the if you see Trapa, is used many times cows and asses, cows and asses. It comes from this verse specifically, Gokhara. Uh, now, who are considered cows and asses? Who identify his self, oneself, as the inert body? Who am I? This, this body. And all the designations connected to this body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who assumes his wife, children and family as permanently his own. Mm. And then the country, the place of birth is considered worshipable. Mm. Mm. And who sees this a place of pilgrimage as just with, just place of going and taking bath. Mm. And nothing more than that. And who never identifies worships or even visits those who are knowledgeable in spiritual path they are considered to go a cow and asses, not very intelligent. Mm. In, in that particular Prabhupada, which is very much connected to us, Prabhupada makes amazing statement. He quotes a verse uh, from, um, from Brihaspati Samhita, first of all, uh, which says, Men who do not know the principles of devotional service to the Supreme Lord should be known as thousand and asses. Mm. Agyata Bhagavad Dharma Mantra Jnana Samvidar Bhagavad Dharma Agyata. One who is who, is, who is, who doesn't, Agyata means who doesn't know Bhagavad Dharma The principles of devotional service Naraste Gokhara Kya That person, that human should be considered Gokhara Kava hmm? Even if they are expert in what? Technically, technically analyzing all the scriptures They still consider Gokhara Why? for very simple reason, they do not know the principles of devotional service. After that, Srila Prabhupada makes a very clear statement, which is very soothing for us. He divides devotees into two categories. One is that particular devotee, which most of us are in that category, if not all, at least most of us. Uh, that cat devotee who is imperfect rational. Now, this particular devotee has not perfected devotional service. Hmm? This particular devotee, this particular devotee has not, has not realized his relationship with Krishna. So now Prabhupada says, I'll read exactly what he says because every single word is very well found here. An imperfect Vaishnava advancing <coughs> towards the second class platform identifies himself with the sages who have established a true spiritual path. Even while he still may have some inferior material attachments to body. Family and so on. So, this is us imperfect Vaishnavas who understand that we need help of Guru, Sadhu and scriptures. But we still have material attachments to family, to our own bodies, to our loved ones. Such a devotee of Lord is not a, as foolish as cow or a stubborn ass like the majority of materialists. Why? Because in time, even one is very much aggrieved with the loss of a loved one with time because he is connected to higher authorities superior knowledge following the instructions of the spiritual master that person will be able to overcome Mm. Hmm? but those who are completely materialists, who does not have this facility or who do not put themselves in this situation where they can avail this superior spiritual knowledge for them Gokhara straight Gokhara asses. but the most excellent is the Vaishnava who has gained the special mercy of the Lord and broken free from the bondage of illusory attachments altogether. So that's the second category of a devotee. First is majority mm-hmm. of us who are imperfect Vaishnavas and the second one is perfect Vaishnavas who by the mercy of the Lord is free from the bondage which is of illusory energies, all attachments altogether completely. Mm-hmm. So we are praying, we hope and pray to Lord Barajev that how we went into the into the core of the ocean and took the earth out, maybe these attachments can be uprooted because the the cause of our suffering in this material world is this attachment. Not just to our loved ones, but to our, our minds, uh, all projections. Um, all the impressions from many many lifetimes and the way the mind rejects the sources of happiness, that is very distressing because in the material world, all these sources of happiness, when put in practice they lead nothing but to distress so if Lord (coughs) Vara can uproot on today's day, that's our humble prayer to Lord Vara that our heart is also very dirty, (laughs) he enters as a whiteboard, uh, that can be uprooted, our spiritual practices, uh, our spiritual realization will, will nourish, will flourish, and we'll be actually happy. Hare Krishna. If anyone has any comments or questions, we can discuss one. Yes, go. Um,
1: in the Bible, Gita, uh, in the purple, uh, I think it's 13. I think eight to twelve. So it gives a list
2: of the process of knowledge. Oh yeah, eight. Nine. Yeah. Yes. And then um, one of
1: the items was to be detached from wife and the rest. Mm. And uh, regarding that and the purple Prabhupada says that um, the family, the kids, the uh, natural objects of
2: affection. Um, so but you were talking about being attached. So what's the difference between affection and attachment, and how do you know if you're going off the line? So uh, as as our loved ones, especially the family, the children, are natural objects of our affection. Uh, and saying that I'm not attached to my family or children is going to be a very artificial statement. Uh, that means there is something wrong with you. <laughs> if someone even claims that there is some problem with you. Uh, just, just to show how spiritually one is advanced. Someone says, oh, I have no affection for my family." That, that is a, a very exaggerated statement. So now, what is attachment? Uh, and difference between affection and attachment is, if understood and if lived in a way that the Supreme Lord is is very much a center of one's relationship. And when we say practically, as I was mentioning before, there must be devotional exchanges between the family members. If this devotional exchange does not take place, and it should, it should continue to grow, uh, not just once in a while, but it should continue to grow, then what happens is that, that same affection which, which naturally uh, can, which actually does cause bondage, becomes the cause of our own misery. Mm-hmm. But if devotional uh, principles are very much in place and, and this philosophical understanding is also there that we as a family were, have come together, like Sartinath has in one of his projects he writes that, Krishna this is your family and I am like a dog who is taking care of this family. Mm-hmm. So that's a vision. It's an amazing vision. Uh, a person can have a very powerful spiritual vision a person can have towards the family. That Krishna, this is your family, I am a caretaker, like a dog sitting out of a hu- in front of the house, care- taking care of the house. S- now, to say to have that vision straight away is not easy. But to, to, to try and develop that vision is our goal. Mm-hmm. Especially those who are in the this, this This is an amazing goal to look up to that I see my family members as, as Krishna's property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the, that affection is very much Christianised. That affection itself is very much based on I am duty bound on behalf of the Supreme Lord to take care of my family members. But again, uh, it, is, it is so difficult, honestly speaking, I am still saying it is so difficult to really put that in, in complete practice that pain will still be there, mm. if a loss happens. Mm. But this, that's when the spiritual master's interference, this spiritual knowledge, devotional practices, our own personal growth and our connection with Krishna, is the Saviour. And we don't know when that will happen. Mm-hmm. When, when death strikes, we don't know. But this preparation is very helpful, actually in their course, so that the attachment does not become the cause of our suffering. We have invested a lot emotionally in many places, in money, in family, in relatives, in mm-hmm. position, name, fame, power. So a devotee who is very intelligent, <coughs> what he does in the due course of life, while progressing and that's exactly what our national system is all about. And while you are progressing through life, when time comes, one should start taking the investments back wherever you have invested why because you're preparing for next journey so faster we take our investments back from all places the emotional investments we have done easier it is to transit
1: Hmm?
2: so when these investments are taken back in time (coughs) we happily transit and we have we have let others also happily transit but if they are not taken back on time, then the separation is very much like the Queen's. You don't even let the body go. The same body will smell in just a matter of hours, but you don't let it go. Just thinking, what if it comes back? What if some magic happens? Something happens. So that's where I feel it's very important. Is it okay? Yeah. thank you. Right. Yes. Sorry.
0: Thank you for the nice class. Um, you were mentioning how when we follow the instruction of our spiritual master in pain or in loss, then it would be less. But I was thinking we heard in lectures that in our initiation when we when we get initiated from our spiritual master, our sins and our karma is destroyed. So then
2: why would it go through so much pain and suffering even after the initiation? Very valid question. His awareness, Alcott, his awareness, he mentioned that when initiation happens, your boat which is stagnant in the river, the spiritual master's job is to give a big kick to the boat. So it takes momentum. But how much can a big push last if you don't row yourself? <laughs> So, the help of the spiritual master is just to kick start or basically make it easier for us to make spiritual progress by reducing some of our simple reactions. Hmm? It's not that everything is taken away because if everything is taken away, we evaporate.
1: The reason we exist
2: in this body is because we have reactions still existing. Hmm? If no reaction, we disappear. So, reactions are there, but he gives, he reduces the main, a lot of burden. And gives a push to our spiritual life, and then we can easily roll. If you are stopped, if you have, if, the, if you have stopped, and then you have to move, the fuel consumption even in a vehicle is more than a moving vehicle, right? So the spiritual master's job is to keep us moving. And whenever again in life our boat slows down, we say Guru Maharaj, I'm sorry. <laughs> and again he gives instructions and big push. When push, when instructions put in place, the big push. Uh, and then again after some years he said he divide email uh, to our spiritual master. Uh, struggling to chant. <laughs> so then again some instructions will come. So that that's that's what spiritual master keeps encouraging us till we till we come to a stage we we, we become self-reliant, spiritual practitioners. Mm-hmm. So that's the service of the spiritual master which they selflessly do. Now spiritual master, when we are in condition of suffering his instructions will will be soothing and cutting simultaneously. He will be very sensitive to our realities but they will not be overwhelmed by our realities. Mm. Uh, Even if someone has passed away, it's not that they will get so morose and so caught up that they have struggled to even uh, practice spiritual. life. They will be very sensitive and careful to our needs, but simultaneously they keep waking us up to the reality. Mm. Uh, and that's their service. That's their, their selfless job. And that's why they are considered or treated as good as God. Mm. Because they are doing it on behalf of Krishna. Hello. Thank you. True. Yes, True.
1: Rikshaup in the last paragraph, uh like Prabhupada in Parkur.
2: Prabhupada mentioned that these words are attayes are not allowing the body to But that also mentioned that they are afraid. Mm. So can you explain this to that? Yeah, I I, I searched for it. Thakur doesn't say that. So I thought maybe it's coming from him, but maybe I think either it's own realisation or some acharya is quoting that uh, they don't let the body go, because they are scared, now they have to enter the fire also, because of Satiprata. That wife goes with the husband, which was mentioned in the previous verse. Because I didn't find mm-hmm. much on it, so I just... No, because what i asking is, when you attach to you, you want to go in fire, but same that they attach to stopping it stopping him, but they don't want to go also. That's what Prabhupada <laughs> is saying. That's what Prabhupada is saying. Apparently it appears that they are scared of death, themselves. Because we don't see this happening. In the in the life of Pandu, yeah. when he was he died, Madri and Kunti's discussion was who will go, yeah. not to stop Pandu from getting cremated, but the discussion <coughs> itself was who will go, and there was an argument who will go. What an attachment must be, just think about it actually. Uh, what an amazing attachment it must be that the wife wants to go, on alive, yeah. sit in the fire, in fire. Very hard to comprehend. <laughs>
0: when a finger burns in the
2: kitchen, we know what happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, <want to> sit, <laughs> sit alive.
2: The, the pain of burning alive must be so less in comparison to that separation. Mm. Is the point. Yeah. Huh? Mm. I don't know how they would do it but Okay. Hare Krishna.
0: Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I um, the that attachment and uh, affection. Uh, that is uh, because when you work for a company, right? When you work for a company also, you are working just like that, you are working at home because you you are working with, so how much attachment, how much affection you are working When you work for a company also, you are working the same way that you don't think of when you are working for a company, you will run back home just to finish the work. You work with full affection, you want to do the work. Same thing when you are doing at home also, you are doing for the husband, children, everyone. You are doing this so hard with the same work. When you do that and when anything, anything happens, like if you, if you have to leave the job or if you have, someone has to leave the body also, it's the same thing. I think that puts detachment with affection. Because when they leave, also you feel yeah. they have gone to the right place, we are yeah, in pain because we are selfish, because we are thinking uh, we lost that or oh, my son, or care son, or something, we are thinking ours. If we think it's Krishna has done the best for him, the pain will be also less. I think the pain is, we of different levels. Yeah, I got your point.
2: But the comparison is very wrong. Losing a son and losing his job, or losing a family member, losing his job is not the same. People don't go in depression and they lose a job. <laughs> people don't cry for 15-20 days or for years and they lose a job. So no. the comparison itself, I'm just saying, you, you, your point you were making is right when Krishna is in the center, then it's easy to let go. But the compar- the examples are not correct. <laughs> That's my point.
0: It's but a that consciousness. When you
2: it, but, but the point is you can't compare it with a job. Like, no. how many people are so much attached to a company? That when the company, even if the company kicks them out, they they are attached to money. They find another way of livelihood. Uh, but but to compare that with family members, I feel it's a it's a it, either it's an insult or it's too much of an understatement, isn't that or they are saying?
0: Right. But, but, but the is, point is correct. Uh, my yes. is when you're working for a company, also do not think about
2: the money. Money comes along, you work mm. 100% with no, money. I don't know anybody who works for a company without thinking of money. Nobody. Hmm. Unless you're working as a volunteer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So if salary does, doesn't come,
1: you still continue to work? Because
0: don't think about that. are they come along. Same thing when you work for Krishna also, when you work for family, you don't think about the fruits, but it comes along. Yeah. When you put when you put Krishna in that, uh, you have the center. Yeah, this requires further
2: discussion. Thank you. Are Krishna. Bhagavatam